Welcome to the Five Freedom Show. My name is William Wood. And my name is Christian Vesterfeld. And we're here to help you find the freedom that you've long deserved. We believe that there are five basic freedoms that every human being deserves. We believe that these five freedoms can be cultivated. We're here to entertain you. We're here to inform you. We're here to help you take your life to the next level. So if you're ready to have some fun, if you're ready to learn something new, then go ahead and crank up the volume because we're ready to rock and roll. Your personal imagination is one of the most powerful tools at your disposal. And it can help you accomplish incredible things in life. And yet, it is also one of the most destructive exercises and practices that you can engage in on a daily basis. So I'm going to talk to you right now and give you a couple of tips or pointers on how to better manage your imagination. How I'm going to do that is I'm going to tell you a really funny story of a close friend of mine who I was having a conversation with. He was telling me about how recently he entered into the dating arena. He has not been on a whole lot of dates. As a matter of fact, I don't think he's ever been on an official date. And in a couple of days, he is going to be meeting an individual at a local restaurant. And he is just terrified. Naturally, as a psychotherapist, I want to know, what is the details? Why are you so terrified? What do you anticipate happening? So I asked him a simple question. Scott, what would you say is the worst possible scenario? Now, you might be thinking like, why would you ask a question like that? (laughs) He's already terrified. Hang on. I'll get there. Scott, what do you think is the worst possible outcome that you can anticipate happening during this blind date? He sat there for a moment, looked at me, and he was like, dude, why are you asking me this question? I was like, no, no, serious. This is a really healthy an effective exercise. What do you fear happening the most? And, and Scott's like, I don't know. Uh, maybe when I show up, instead of talking to me, she spends the entire date looking at her cell phone and is chatting with her friends. I don't know. I guess that's it. I'm like, okay, yeah. That would definitely not be an ideal date. But what would you consider to be the worst case situation? I don't know. That seems pretty bad. I guess maybe she doesn't show up. Yeah, dude, that'd be totally a big bummer. You got stood up. You went there in hopes, thinking that this is going to be an amazing date. And then instead of eating with somebody and having a good time, you're eating by yourself. That would not be good. But Scott, what would be the worst case scenario that you can even imagine? And at this point, he's like boring holes through my body. I swear he could see my soul 
And he wanted to know where I was going with this. And he's like, I don't know. You clearly have something on your mind, Christian. What do you think could be the worst case situation? I was like, oh, all right, buckle up, because we're about to go on an epic journey through imagination. I would say one of the worst case scenarios is that you both meet at the restaurant, but she brings like 12 of her friends. And they're all wielding like these big machetes or samurai swords. And they're all frothing at the mouth and they're looking at you like you're a big piece of meat. And if you make one wrong move, that's it. You're barbecue. He's like, yeah, yeah, that would be pretty bad. I was like, okay, so Scott, now that I've put that out there, what would you consider, use your imagination, could be one of the worst case scenarios. Well, maybe she shows up and sees me. And instead of talking to me, as soon as she sees me, she turns around and she walks away. Now I'm going to pause here for a moment. As we're going through this exercise, you're hearing some of his concerns and I'm not dismissing them. I'm absolutely acknowledging and validating that those concerns are legitimate. However, this exercise is very deliberate. So, yeah, I can totally get that. She shows up, sees you, and then changes her mind and turns around, and next thing you see, she's sprinting away from the restaurant, screaming, Ah! I saw him, and he's terrifying! Save me from this blind date! (laughs) And he was like, yeah. That'd be pretty bad. That'd be pretty bad. I'm like, yep, that would not make you feel good. No way. All right, so what's the worst case that could happen? Oh, man, I think we've talked about the worst case. I'm like, not even close, my friend. You could show up. You could have the worst case of indigestion or diarrhea. And every two to three minutes, you've got to be running into the bathroom to relieve yourself. He's oh, man. That would be really bad. What else could happen? He's like, oh, well, since I'm using my imagination, oh, man, maybe she eats something and she, like, throws up all over me. Like, yeah, now you're getting the spirit of this. And so then together for the next five to ten minutes, we're just coming up with the most wildest, crazy scenario that could ever happen. As a matter of fact, at the end of that conversation, we were laughing so hard because we got incredibly creative. Once we got to that point, though, I said, okay, Scott, now that we've gone through all of these variations of worst case scenarios, let's talk about the likelihood that they could happen. He's like, oh, well, I really don't think that she's going to be showing up with a samurai sword. I'm hoping she doesn't show up with 12 friends, but... If she does, they're all not going to be carrying machetes. Maybe one or two. But probably not. Like, yeah, you're probably right. None of them are going to be doing anything like that. Okay, as we've talked about all of these worst-case scenarios, now we're scaling it down, and we're talking about a lot more likely situations where maybe she does show up and immediately turns around and walks out of the restaurant. Okay, 
Well, that would be really sad. That would be unfortunate. However, at least you're at a restaurant. Eat some good food. And then go back home and say, meh, that didn't work. If she ends up spending a lot of time on her cell phone instead of interacting with you, well, maybe it's just because she's super nervous and she really doesn't know how to best interact with you. And so what are some things that you could do just in case she is spending a lot of time on her cell phone? What are some things that you can do to help engage her in a live conversation just in case she is spending a lot of time on her cell phone. And so we did a little bit of role-playing and strategizing on how to facilitate a healthy, robust conversation and, and help put other people at ease. And then we went through all of the various other concerns that he has. Now, by drawing a worst-case scenario, realizing that she probably is not some member of a foreign secret service and is going to take him and implant some kind of monitoring chip. All of these other concerns, they're totally valid, but in perspective, they're pretty mild. He was feeling pretty good about that. And then, after having a conversation about the worst-case scenario, and then scaling it down to possible negative interactions, we moved it to, Scott, what are some of the best-case scenarios? And then we had a wonderful conversation using the power of imagination about what would be some best case scenarios. And then we scaled it down and said, okay, this is the first date that you're going on. What is the most likely to happen? We've created a healthy, normal range from really good situation to not so good of a date to the worst case scenario to the best case scenario. And then encouraged him to focus more on the best case scenarios and then to game plan. Here is how you would like for things to be. And what can you do in the present, building up to the date, during the date, that can result in your best case scenario? Which what he said is, I would love to sit at this restaurant for three hours and just have a wonderful conversation. That's it. It's our first date. I'm not looking for anything more. I'm, I'm looking for somebody who I can have a genuine, authentic conversation with. Because we went through this exercise of the worst case scenario and the best case scenario, that in between felt a lot more manageable. And he was comfortable with that. We find ourselves often in similar situations, not just in our romantic relationships, but in our professional relationships, in the professional decisions that we have to make. If you're entering into a business deal and you're feeling stressed out about it, that's understandable, especially when millions of dollars are at stake. And instead of your imagination running wild, take control of it and you determine what the worst case scenario is, and then rein it in. And in that process, you're going to better identify the legitimate concerns, the real possibilities that may happen, as well as the best case scenarios. The power of our imagination is extraordinary. And here's something of a reality. Anytime we look to the future and we're anticipating anything, 
guess what? Pure fabrication of our imagination. Because it has not happened yet. So why not indulge a little bit? Have some fun. Create a scenario that is going to be the most appealing and then strive for that. And in terms of helping the anxiety, be deliberate and creative in the worst case scenario and then scale it back. And then once you've done that, it's given you a healthier perspective and you've had fun in the process. If you like today's show, you'll absolutely love the coaching, training, and products that Christian and I have put together. You can find out more information by going to www.willandchristian.com. You can also reach out to the office at 801-203-3405. Again, that's www.willandchristian.com. Dot com.